0: listening to the casting for fun podcast the show that talks about entertainment sports music and inspirational stories for all to enjoy we're glad you could join us today sit back relax and enjoy the show now here is your host albert pineda welcome everybody to the casting for fun podcast i'm your host albert pineda Joining me this week is going to be an interview with my good friend Sean Lovano, which we will get to the interview in just a little bit. I do want to talk about a few things before I get to that interview with Sean. Uh, for those who are here just to hear Sean, uh, no offense on my part, <laughs> taking on my part. Uh, if you are here just to hear Sean, I'm going to put a time stamp in the description so you'll know when to skip ahead. I don't want to take up too much of Sean's time just talking about my own stuff. But I do want to just talk about a few things really quick. Uh, part of it also is because since I'm uh, recording and releasing episodes on uh, specific Tuesdays, sometimes the interviews that I record are actually done a week or almost a week and a half, two weeks before. And by that time, sometimes some of the talking points we discuss are outdated. And uh, such is the case for my conversation with Sean, uh, we talk about the Dodgers. And we we talk about the potential starting lineup that I found according to CBS.com, CBSsports.com, and as it turns out, AJ Pollock was initially on that initial starting lineup, but now he's been traded, <laughs> so he's no longer on the Dodger team. So I wanted to make that correction. Now, as uh, they trade made a trade with the White Sox for uh, Craig Kimbrel, a uh, uh, closer who they needed with the departure of Kenley Jansen, so that's an update I wanted to make to the podcast. Also, we talk about. Uh, U.S. soccer, particularly World Cup qualifying for CONCACAF teams, Uh, the U.S. had one last game remaining in their schedule against Costa Rica, a game that they ended up losing, but they only needed to not lose by six goals, and they only lost by two. So the U.S. are officially back in the World Cup for Qatar. Really excited about that, as is uh, Mexico, who qualified, and Canada. Uh, Costa Rica is still in good shape. They have to play a one-off playoff game against uh, New Zealand sometime in June. Almost likely, I think they're going to be able to handle New Zealand. That shouldn't be a problem for them. And then the draw was done for the World Cup. So now the U.S. knows who they're going to be facing in Qatar. The teams are going to be against uh, England, Iran, and whoever wins the UEFA playoff game between Wales, Ukraine, and Scotland. So it could be any one of those three teams. So it should be really interesting to see what happens with uh, who moves forward. Uh, Next, Red Hot Chili Peppers released their new album, Unlimited Love. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know I've been really excited about this album. Uh, And it's great. It's awesome. I'll probably take time to talk about it on another episode. I don't want to take too much time now. But definitely check out Unlimited Love, now available uh, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And lastly, two autobiographies that were recently announced uh, last month in March that I'm really excited about are going to be from Zachary Levi, uh, entitled uh, Radical Love. And from Ralph Macchio entitled Wax On, The Karate Kid and Me. Uh, uh, Zach's autobiography is scheduled for release on June 28th, 2022. So June of this year. And Ralph Macchio's is scheduled for release in October 18th of this year. So both of them, I think, are going to be really exciting, good reads. And I'm definitely going to be doing episodes to talk about those two books once they release. Uh, in the meantime, yeah, so that's all I got for now. Thank you for all who listened to the podcast. I really enjoyed recording this and putting it together. I hope you're enjoying listening. And now here is my interview with Sean Labano. Joining me on the Casting for Fun podcast is my good buddy, Sean Labano. Sean, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. Thank you. How are you? I'm uh, doing well. Doing well. It, it, was, uh, it was a good weekend and uh, just recovering and yeah, everything's well. I'm glad to hear that, man. Glad to hear that. So I'm excited that we can have this chance to talk. Uh, I really want to hear more about uh, your pizza business and I absolutely love talking sports. So uh, I'm looking forward oh. to, to just chatting about that really quick. Oh, go for it, man. Ask away. All right. All right. So let me ask you first about the, the pizza business. Uh, I, I think you gave me a little bit of background when, uh, uh, you, when I went to the party that you catered for for Ryan for his graduation party. So I was curious, like, what made you decide to want to launch your own business and, and why pizza?
1: I've always wanted to. I like cooking. I like cooking for other people. I've always wanted to try my hand at having my own business or food business. And um, it's just kind of been like two, three years in the making. And uh, I kind of settled on pizza because uh, when I was living in Mexico, in Merida, we went and had this really good pizza, the al pastor. The meat was the best al pastor I ever had, but the crust wasn't all that good. They just had like regular marinara sauce. And I felt like some of the Mexican flavors and, like, with the marinara sauce and the crust, it just kind of clashed. But that's what sparked the idea of pizza. And then I spent the last two, three years doing a bunch of research and practicing and, you know, to kind of do my own pop-up.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So how long did it take you to, to learn to uh, uh, make a pizza?
1: Um, from, like, learning how to make it to like where
0: I think I got it down. It took about like eight months. Eight months? Oh, okay. Did you like uh, yeah. did you have like uh, someone teach you or like you just kind of figure it on your own, just guessing or?
1: No, man. I bought this I bought this book called uh, Mastering Pizza. Ooh, awesome. And um, I did a lot of YouTube videos and there's a show on Netflix called, uh, I think the chef show with Roy Choi and Joe Favro from star Wars.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: On uh, Netflix where they, you know, they, it's about you know, good, good eats and the background of, you know, restaurants and whatever. So they did one in the, they went to a restaurant called pizza uh-huh. and that's where I think I learned a lot of uh, making pizza, how really easy it is and how quick it is, but it takes, it just takes a lot of practice. You know, I think what, what took the longest was the flavors were actually the easiest part to combine, but the dough was the hardest, you know? So I kind of settled on, um, you know, a medium hydration dough of like 68% or, uh, it's going towards a high, high, the high end of hydration, sixty eight percent And, um, I, for I cold fermented in the fridge for three days. Okay. Yeah. So that, that, it took me eight months to figure that out.
0: Wow, man. <laughs> so, sounds pretty intricate, but uh, but at the same time, it doesn't sound like it's too difficult. So I guess with a lot of practice, you get it down pretty good.
1: Yeah. It's at the, I mean, if if you you know like to eat and you're familiar with flavors and it's all about building layers of flavor. Yeah. You know, so if you're kind of familiar with that, like for me, I really looked at it as a taco. Like, you know, like you have your tortilla and then you have your handmade tortilla and your flour tortilla, right? And Mm -hmm. then you you pick your protein and depending on the protein, what kind of sauce you put on it, you know, it's just, I I thought of pizza like building a taco because that's what I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. So like, um, and I say that because like, I love Mexican flavors and like uh, one of my top selling pizzas is my chorizo pizza. And I tried chorizo pizza before, but people just do the same thing. They just put marinara on it and chorizo and that's it but those the chorizo it, it just kind of clashes so what i did was i do like a chipotle based salsa mm-hmm. and then i um i put that as the base with cilantro and then i put uh i put like chihuahua cheese which is like mexican mozzarella i put the chorizo and then i cook that and then i just put a little bit of um a little cilantro as garnish. And then I put like a salsa verde. So now everything is, um, not all the flavors go together, you know, nothing clashes. Oh,
0: and awesome. then you have
1: this like, and then you have this like really fresh, really fresh soft crust, you know? So it's, yeah, it, it goes well.
0: Good. Very good. So with uh, the, since you launched uh, the company and uh, been doing events, uh, you, I'm sure you've gotten, the get a feel as to like what people are liking, what of the pizzas you make. Cause there's, there's more than one, which I've seen with the, the party I went to last summer. What do you think are your, your best pizzas? My best pizza is the Al
1: Pastor. A lot of people are really skeptical, but the number one compliment I get is uh, I make a caramelized pineapple like sauce, mm-hmm. uh, salsa, you know, It's spicy. And that just kind of that just kind of um, binds, like the chipotle salsa, the al pastor, the like it just binds everything together. Uh-huh. Just like you know, a salsa can either make or break a taco. That's for that. It, that's what makes the pizza the spicy pineapple. That's the number one compliment I get. Um, so when I go to breweries, um, people who go to breweries want to go because they want to try something new and different flavors. So that's where my alpha store really sells, are really open about it. But when I've gone to like, you know, done like a little uh, festival here or there, um, it's mostly like pepperoni and margarita. People aren't really as open to like the other flavors.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I can tell you, uh, your alpha store is really good. I had it when uh, at Ryan's partying, that was really delicious. And then you're also your basic pepperoni. I mean, you can't really beat that either. So,
1: Yeah. I mean, it's all about, it's all about quality. Like you could get a bag of Hormel, a Hormel pepperoni, you get like a five pound bag for like maybe $10, mm-hmm. but I pay $9 a pound for my pepperoni. Cause I use a boar's head cause they have a really good quality pepperoni. That's not as greasy. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I make my pepperoni, um, like you don't see a bunch of orange grease on the pizza.
0: Oh, wow, dude, you know? that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's, it's all about the quality of ingredients. Nice, very nice.
0: So uh, do you have any events coming up soon? I mean, you, you've already done several, but I mean, just uh, we're, we're confused. Yeah, uh,
1: well, I'm actually going, to uh, we're celebrating a friend's birthday. So I'm doing a, a little thing for our friend. But uh, I kind of took, a, I'm kind of relaxing on the events because I started doing breweries. Yeah. But the thing with breweries, um, to get like the prime days, um, I have to do like, they asked me to do, to commit to days during the week. And there's and there are a lot of times are days where I would break even at best. Oh, okay. And um, one thing I, I didn't know about well, this business venture is, pizza for me became more of a an hobby and like a therapy. And so when I felt like work, I dreaded making pizza. Oh, okay. So then I, I scaled it down and I just do like, I don't advertise really, but I still do like little uh, catering gigs here and there. Oh, okay. So my, yeah.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah well, I definitely can't wait to, to try it again, man. It was so good. So it, we should probably yeah, just to a party and have you have you cook for us. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm always down to do things for friends and family and that's what I do. Mostly, you know, it's just, it's a hobby that, uh, makes me feel good i have an artistic like outlet i get to cook and i want to leave it as something enjoyable than like a business and i stress out if i cover the ingredients or not you know mm-hmm.
0: well good for you for trying new things and venturing out it's actually an important thing I mean, in life we just have to kind of experiment and see what we like and if it's not quite working out we can make adjustments or try something else but uh we just got to put ourselves out there oh yeah definitely man definitely uh, anything else with uh, the, your pizza company you wanted to bring up?
1: Uh, you know, um, I, ever since you asked me to be on the podcast, I was thinking a lot about it because a lot of people ask me how come I'm not doing bigger events or going back to other events. And I was trying to find the right answer. And just to be completely honest, I think making pizza, and I want to just put this out there just to be open about everything because making pizza for me has been a therapy because it helped me, it helped me, how do I to say build confidence in myself and doing something else, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, I had a lot of anxiety and making pizza and creating something just, it really did help. And I just want to put that out there just so, uh, people, you know, aren't afraid of trying something new and something different and being open to the changes that, um, the positive changes that they may have in life because it's been a big impact on me. Dude, that sounds great, man. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Very cool. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, there's nothing else with uh, the pizza company. Let's move on to some uh, sports talk. I'm pretty excited to chat some sports with you.
1: Be- before, before we oh, yeah. move yeah. on to sports talk, can, can I say, um, RIP to Razor Ramon, I'm going to miss you, Chico.
0: Oh, the, we should definitely, I mean, technically, I guess uh, Vince McMahon would call it uh, sports entertainment as it were. So, sports but Sports entertainment. It, it and it's funny because like, you know, now like they actually talk about it on Fox sports. Like the WWE has their own show on Fox sports, which is pretty cool. Yeah.
1: So, and
0: you know, Even on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so let's, let's talk about it really quick, man. Uh, Cause again, it's, it's a, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. It's not many, many people that I can talk pro wrestling with. It's kind of one of those things that like, yes, I like it, but I don't really tell a lot of people that I do. So, <laughs> Yeah, no,
1: I mean, I definitely, I think, we grew up, was it with the? I and mean, we grew up with like my older my older brother. It was, was introduced to wrestling. They like, called Kogan, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, and then I grew, and then I grew up watching the Attitude Era with The Rock and Stone Cold. But I think it just really shaped, really shaped like um, who we are in the sense of like pop culture and like not taking um, ourselves too serious. You know, like I remember once in a while with my friends, like will pretend to be so and so. I mean, we're just saying like ridiculous stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it was just I don't know, it's just really fun. Just something, it's fun to bond over something to talk about, you know, when you're younger. Like we were watching old WWE promos and we were laughing at ourselves for like believing that Undertaker really killed his mom and his brother and his brother came back after 20 years and learned to wrestle just to beat his brother who killed their mom. Yeah. Like I was like 10 years old really believing that stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh awesome. yeah. i mean i mean it, it's really a lot i mean look at the rock uh opening the super bowl oh yeah it, it, it wasn't dwayne johnson who did it it was the rock and you
0: know what i mean yeah yeah so so we'll definitely get back to, to scott hall because we want to you know honor him for for his passing but it, it's pretty cool that you see a lot of them um, like because of the characters they play like a lot of these for wrestlers get into acting like uh, Dave Bautista is a huge Hollywood actor now, and so is uh, John okay. Cena, which is pretty cool that uh, they can use that as a launching pad to to do bigger and bigger things. Like, obviously, like The Rock did.
1: Oh yeah, man, and I mean there are uh, you know rap music and even metal guitar music. There's a lot of wrestling references. I mean, Bad Bunny has a whole song about Booker T, and he oh. came <laughs> out in a, Booker T came out in a Bad Bunny video, or all these sports teams where they have championship belts, you know.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Good stuff, yeah. man. So with was, was, was Scott Hollow, that was a pretty interesting story. When, uh, when he uh, first met Vince McMahon to, uh, to join up with the then WWF, like I guess for his like tryout interview or whatever, like he, he just did an impersonation of uh, uh, Tony Montana, uh, yeah. Puccino's character from Scarface. And McMahon, I guess, was completely clueless and had no idea what it was from, yeah. thinking <laughs> that Scott Hollow had created it himself. But the Razor Ramon character was based off of that, like the way he would talk, which was pretty cool. And, and you know, you get to see that he's, you know, he's playing the bad guy. He's the villain at first, but he was so cool that, like, hey, we got to make him the good guy. We got to make him like the, the baby face. So it was pretty yeah. cool to see uh, how, how his character evolved. And he just, like, personified cool. He, he was a really cool guy with really a cool character.
1: Yeah, he made being a bad guy cool.
0: Absolutely, man. Uh, did you have a favorite match that uh, Scott, either Scott Hall or Razor Ramon, whether it's WWF or slash WWE or WCW? I
1: think, was he in, I believe it was a, the latter match? No.
0: Yeah, the latter match against uh, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's was, that... probably his, his best match.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, man. Um, I was really bummed when he went from Razor Ramon to Scott Hall with NWO. Mm-hmm. But you know they, those guys have to evolve into you know,
0: yeah. And then NWO like changed the business as it were. Completely. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that was a good move on his part. It kept them really relevant.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just unfortunate that he you know, succumbed to his addictions. It was. I mean, a lot of people we we don't know that they go through depression, anxiety, and he had a lot of uh, uh, alcohol issues that he had to deal with and drug issues.
1: Yeah, man. Unfortunately, that's that's a, a thing in, in wrestling. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know, they deal with all that physical
0: pain, they're always on the road, yeah, yeah. And uh, if, I, if I remember reading correctly online, I guess uh, Diamond Dallas' page, it actually had saved his life years earlier. If not for DDP, right. probably would have passed away a while ago, yeah. I believe it, man. So, so, yeah, uh, rest in peace to the bad guy. There you go. Hey, cool. Very cool. Well, I hope I didn't cringe too many of my uh, listeners. Some people may have just thinking like, oh, why are you talking about pro wrestling for? <laughs> but some people probably would find it interesting. So, you know.
1: <laughs> no, it, it's an interesting life. Um, it's really a, a hustle. So I didn't know that they're like independent contractors. Like they have to book their flights. Like they do everything themselves to make mm-hmm. it. Like they literally bet on themselves 100 percent. Mm-hmm. You know, I read, I read uh, the rocks biography and it's really probably one of the most mentally and mentally and emotional challenging things a person could do. Oh yeah. I believe it. You know, you no, know, for success. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, nothing else with uh, pro wrestling with we'll jumping into some, uh, world cup, uh, soccer qualifying talk.
1: Ooh, I'm ready. I'm ready to, uh, officially book our ticket to Qatar on Wednesday.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's it's looking very very good. Uh, you know, a little bit of redemption from uh 2018 and Russia, that uh just heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, sad. I wanted to bring up really quick. I was reading this on I think it was uh, CBS Sports or maybe been NBC, whichever one who was talking about it. That uh, in 2026, uh, they have the joint uh, hosting bid with uh, USA, Mexico, and Canada. So technically, that means yeah. all three are in the World Cup. And then after yeah. that, FIFA's expanding the teams to, like, 48, which it means that uh, CONCACAF is going to get six spots instead of just three automatic. So oh, really? from here on out, qualifying should be very, very easy for the U.S. So I don't anticipate we'll have another, like, scenario like Russia where, like, we're just, like, heartbreaking on the last day of qualifying and don't make it.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, hopefully not. But I do hope that um, with this group, that with Christian Pulisic, that, like, um, even if uh, they kept it the same, where three teams that only advance, that they set the tone for the expectation of winning. You know, oh, yeah. that the US that the US is here to stay, and they're forced to be reckoned with. Which I, I I think it's I think
0: we're around the corner. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, actually, so since it's been a while since we've had a chance to talk about uh, US soccer, when back when I was uh, living at Dexter Street with Nick, we would talk about it all the time. <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, man. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, it's just, I mean, I think this is the first time where uh, you have a group of guys that just work very cohesively and are very united. I think, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, grew up playing soccer and were taught by people playing soccer and, like, understand the culture of soccer. Whereas Landon Donovan and Kondensi were, like, the first people. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know,
0: and then speaking oh. of like the trailblazers, I mean, right now we got so many guys playing in high European leagues, which is really exciting to see. Like, uh, oh. so I was also reading on NBC Sports; they ranked their top five uh, nationally nationally team players right now. Uh, they put number five uh, uh, Weston McKinney playing for Juventus in Italy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tyler Adams, number four, playing at uh, uh, Leipzig in Germany. Uh, Sergio Des playing for Barcelona. So I mean, we had a guy. Sh- uh, sharing the field with Messi just uh, last year before Messi yeah. transferred to uh, uh, PSG. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Gio Reyna, who I always loved watching his dad play when he was uh, back on the national team, playing for Armand yeah. uh, in Germany and then Pulisic uh, playing for Chelsea and winning a Champions League with Chelsea.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I don't know if LeBron James is going to hear this podcast, but let's let's get Pulisic to, uh, over to Liverpool, man. That's, <laughs> that's my club. Yeah, no, because LeBron James own, owns a, a stake in uh, Liverpool. so oh, Yeah, he
0: does, he does. Well, I mean, the Lakers season's pretty much tanked, so he might as well listen to my podcast. <laughs>
1: I know, right? All right.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know if you had a chance to watch the USA-Mexico game on Friday?
1: No, I, I, I was working and then I had some things to do, um, but it was a, a draw, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, zero zero drawn in Azteca, which is a, a good result for the US because, like, they've never beaten Mexico in qualifying at Azteca. In a friendly, they've beaten them there, but not, not in qualifying. Uh, and the game, the broadcasting was a little weird because it was actually on the new streaming service, Paramount Plus, exclusively. So you had yeah. to have a subscription to that to watch it, which I subscribe to. So,
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. So,
0: it's five bucks a month, you'll get uh, Concacaf qualifying and other cool soccer stuff, along with all the other content that they offer on Paramount Plus. Oh, that's good to know. I got to check that out. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so so it, it, was, it was a good game. Uh, uh, Gio Reyna's first game back since uh, being injured, so it was nice to see him on the field. Very fluid. I mean, it was great just watching him play. Um, and then Pulisic, he almost had a goal. He was almost able to break through, but then uh, Ochoa stopped him, like, point blank. It was like, oh, wow, man, that's a great save. I can see why he's one of Stephanie's favorite players. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's a great player. Oh, man. So so a good result for both teams. I mean, you you wouldn't think that a zero zero tie, but I mean it it no. both Mexico are still in good standings moving forward. With
1: their with their history of tech, I mean I mean it's not just the history and Azteca where they haven't had good results, but it's you know, the environment's hostile. Mm-hmm. The altitude is, you know, they got to get used to. Uh yeah, it, it's not easy for a draw. That's yeah,
0: that's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then then just yesterday uh, they demolished Panama five to one. Oh Panama five to one
1: yeah <laughs> and I think uh, I mean I think they'll win against Costa Rica, but uh, they're definitely not gonna lose and not by six. so I, that's yeah. why I think our tickets pretty much punched.
0: Pretty much punched yeah so so it'll be uh, Canada of all teams is already qualified in with those leading cauka cap which is kind of crazy. Uh, the yeah. USA and Mexico pretty sh- pretty confident that they're gonna take those uh, other two guaranteed spots. <laughs> which would mean Costa Rica would have to settle for the playing game, which I'm confident they'll be whoever they have to play. They'll probably be yeah. someone from like uh, Asia or like uh, the, one of the other like lower uh, uh, conferences. So.
1: No, yeah, for sure. But yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for Wednesday's game. Uh, I work from home that day, so I'll be able to watch it. I won't awesome. be on the train. Okay, yeah. I think
0: that one might be a Paramount Plus exclusive, so look into it. I think you can subscribe for the first week for free, but for five bucks a month, I think it's worth it. In fact, you can watch the the Halo show that they just launched, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah, oh, okay, I'll check that out. So, uh, anything else with uh, World Cup qualifying?
1: Uh, uh, USA all the way, man! Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> looking forward right. to Qatar. It's gonna it's gonna be a weird World Cup, watching it at Christmas time. But uh, I guess it's better than playing in the summertime. In Qatar. yeah
1: i have a question for you real quick yeah. yeah what uh what was the gnarliest usa national jersey you you remember
0: the gnarliest it has to be the the 94 world cup uh, here in the u.s but it was just like uh that really ugly like uh flag color like almost like tie dye kind of
1: oh with the blue with the big white
0: stars yeah yeah so i mean yeah, I, I always okay. that 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 it's always like envisioned in my mind because of the infamous game against uh, Colombia. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the own goal resulted in uh, what's his name? Uh, Escobar, right? Escobar. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately getting shot. It's a brutal game, man. Yeah,
1: it, it is, man. Some countries it is. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. That, that would be the gnarliest, but I mean, it's, it's hard to keep track because they're, they're constantly changing it every year almost. So. Oh, for sure. But uh okay, oh, yeah, so let's move on to some uh dodger talk. And um all
1: right. all right, Dodger talk. Well, let's see, man. Well, um we're gonna be celebrating a World Series in October.
0: <laughs> That's Dave guaranteed. Robert's uh, uh, guaranteed it. So
1: he guaranteed it. I mean, when you I mean well, you know, if if you ask Tommy the Sorta that question, of course you know, he's gonna say it. Hey, you know, anyone who, who believes in their team those a team. Um, was gonna say it, and the yeah. Dodgers back it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was, it was a pretty interesting offseason for the team, or it has been. I mean, the season hasn't started yet, but uh, Freddie Freeman, I wasn't expecting that at all.
1: I uh, I had an idea, man, and because I kept when I was thinking about Freddie Freeman and how Atlanta hadn't locked him locked him in yet. In my mind, I was like, this is Boston and Mookie all over. (laughs) You know, like, how can you let this guy, this guy brought a championship to the city of Atlanta, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I had a good feeling. I mean, in Friedman, I trust.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know if you've been listening to Petros and Money at all since, uh, I mean, I I started podcasting. I, I love listening to their show but apparently I guess like talks had initially begun before the lockout happened. So back in December, yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. aware of it though. I didn't only hear about it until like after the lockout was kind of resolved and oh, they're saying, Oh, by the way, like they're work- finalizing a deal now.
1: Yeah. I, I, I heard, I heard, I, well, I heard the rumor that the Dodgers did talk to Freddie Freeman before the lockout. And then like the second, the lockout ended, they just continued and finished the deal. That's awesome,
0: man. But, so uh, say, I
1: mean, oh, go ahead. No, I just – it's insane how amazing the Dodgers' roster, roster is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was going to say, again, with the signing of Freeman, though, it meant that the Dodgers weren't able to sign uh, Kenley Jansen back. So Atlanta scooped him up, which is pretty crazy. But I guess uh, they didn't have enough cap space. And I guess for what also they had mentioned on Petros and Money was that the Dodgers had asked uh, Kenley Jansen just to hold off until they were able to free up some space. But I guess he didn't want to wait, so he took the money offer from Atlanta, which, I mean, I guess it's understandable if you're a pro-athlete, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't blame him. Uh, you know, he wanted something done, something settled, uh, so, somewhere where he's for sure the closer, because Gradaraw is going to most likely transition to the closer. And now he's just like he might transition a lot faster. Mm-hmm. You know than, than expected, but I mean I don't blame Kenley. You gotta do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited to see Raw hopefully transition to to uh, to another elite closer
0: for the Dodgers. Yeah, that'd be pretty pretty exciting. Uh, and again, another thing important thing to consider for this year with the, the new uh, CBA that they agreed on is that the National League is uh, adding in a designated hitter now.
1: Yeah, man. That's. Uh... Uh, you know, well, that's been a rumor for a little while. Mm-hmm. And with negotiations coming, uh, you know, coming up, well, that happened. But when negotiations were coming up, a lot of people speculated that was one, one thing that was going to happen. And for personal, for selfish reasons, I wanted them to sign Albert Pujols again mm-hmm. for a, to be a designated hitter. But I really loved his, um, how he was able to transform the clubhouse. Oh yeah, You know, the mentor he became to everybody. But, uh, you know, happy – you know, it came full circle. You know, I'm happy for him to be back in St. Louis. But I just wonder if the Dodgers are going to pick up a a DH.
0: It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, but – so as it stands right now, not that uh, CBS Sports knows, but, again, an article I read just a few days ago, I think, or maybe a day or two ago, the projected lineup that they were coming up with for the season would be – uh Mookie Betts at right field uh Trey Turner at shortstop Freddie Freeman at first base uh Justin Turner at third base uh Max Muncie who who's back from injury which is cool he's been playing in the the spring training games as the designated hitter that's how, how they had it uh Will Smith at catcher uh Chris Taylor at second base Cody belliger at center field and then AJ Pollock at left field so the lineup stacked it's ready to go yeah dude
1: no totally man it's it's ready to go. And, uh, uh, what I have a question. Yeah. Do you think we're going to miss quote uh, Corey Seager with Trey Turner and shortstop? Uh,
0: yeah. Corey Seager was one of my favorites. So on a personal level, I wish they had uh, signed up, but I guess I understand, you know, players got looking for other uh, avenues to, to play and to win or what's going to be best for their family. So, uh, I think he'll be missed, but but at the same time, this lineup's looking uh, pretty pretty impressive. I I think so. Uh,
1: yeah, man. Uh, you know, I I was a big fan of Corey Seeger, but I think we're trade Turner. I think I mean, if all goes well, you could rely on his health. Yeah. So I think you could definitely rely more on him being more productive, and not worrying about too much his health like you would Corey Seager every season. Yeah so but we'll see man I, I mean i'm really excited i'm going to my first game in may my coworkers and i we all got uh we all got tickets for usc oh, awesome. night awesome yeah. man.
0: very cool yeah so my wife and some of our friends were planning to go to a fireworks night against the giants in july i have to double check on the date but it's so friday night fireworks which i'm excited for i haven't been to a game probably at least a year or two before covid hit so it's been a while for me
1: oh yeah no definitely uh, we should catch a game, us, Stephanie, and Ryan.
0: Marcello. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that'd be really fun. I've gone before Ryan and Steph. It was really a blast. It was a great game. So uh, great time with the friends. Cool, man. Anything There's else my- with uh, the with, uh, Dodgers or any other sports yeah. talks? Any other topics you want to bring up? Um,
1: just uh, I'm excited Kershaw's back. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. Might, this might be his last year. Yeah, I'd love and, to see him
0: officially just retire as a Dodger. I think that'd be perfect.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I'm and uh, you know Walker Bueller's pitching, you know, opening day and uh, having Kershaw on the roster. I think it's a nice like little uh, passing of the torch to Walker Buehler. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I'm excited for Dustin Me to come back. Oh yeah, I hope he's. I hope he turns into the superstar that uh, he looks to be. Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely
0: uh well there's nothing else i think we can go ahead and wrap up for tonight but uh uh thanks for coming on my show sean i really appreciate it and definitely want to have you back on again just to chat random topics i did that before with nick where he came up with random topics without telling me and so did i and we just kind of went and see where the conversation went so definitely
1: man we should we should do one about uh, batman the new batman that came out
0: oh i haven't seen it yet so i definitely want to check that out
1: oh boy yeah you got you got to watch it man have you checked out the reviews
0: I've heard that sort the reviews. I know like uh, uh initially people were skeptical because no, no one really thought that uh Pattinson would be a good Bruce Wayne, but but what I've read is it's it's been really good. So that's definitely top 3 Batman for me, just saying. Oh, really? Huh. Okay. All right, Let's so see. you have to watch it so we can talk about it. Okay, for sure, man, for sure. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Sean. You have been listening to the Catsy for Fun podcast. Thanks again, man. I right, take bye Bye.